As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for... Thursday, December 1st, the last month of the year is upon us. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. This is Sports Ethos presentation, and if you haven't checked this out already, go to sportsethos.com. You can see all of our packages, our uh, litany of podcasts across all sports, across wagering, fantasy sports, D, uh, DFS, lots of information there. Uh, so if you're into any kind of wagering or fantasy sports or DFS, Sports Ethos is the place to go. I'm part of the Wager Pass group, and we've for $19.99 a month, you can right now get the first month free. So if you want to DM me, I can get you the information on how to do that. But uh, great value for what you're getting. You're getting handicappers across all the major sports, college football, college basketball as well, uh, World Cup right now with uh, my buddy Fish Fisher who, if you haven't checked him out yet, he's been killing it in football and did a good job this summer in tennis and really, really killing it in the World Cup as well. Uh, his Twitter handle is fish underscore fisher and then the number four, F-I-S-H underscore F-I-S-H-E-R and the number four. Uh, check him out, part of our wager pass group. One of the, one of the many guys here um, submitting picks on a daily basis. Every day you're going to get, you know, yesterday – I think I had about 11 picks plays in there between uh, college basketball and the NBA. And you can get, he had a, a couple of World Cup plays. Blake Lawatch, who runs our wagering group, had a couple of college basketball plays. So you're going to get this time of year anywhere from half dozen to 12, 15 plays at least uh, written up across all the sports in college. So definitely a good package, great pricing. And like I say, you can get the first month free. So just hit me up on DM. And uh, I do want to talk quickly about one of our partners here at Sports Ethos, and that's Thrive Fantasy, T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app, or you can go to thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, uh, use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, get 100% deposit match bonus on your first $100, plus two or four free game tickets. Basically, you uh, pick player props on the biggest names playing every night, 
score props when they hit and the players with the most points at the end of the night share part of the nightly prize. If you're looking for prop advice, obviously you can listen to my show. We give some, um, but Keith Cork gives a daily DFS for basketball show. A lot of props in there. Uh, Michael Fiddle, uh, who's been doing really well in the NFL and has some good basketball plays as well. Um, he has re- fairly regular podcasts and he gives lots of prop advice. Uh, well, he gives some prop advice from time to time as well. So plenty of ways you can get prop advice through Sports Ethos and apply it to your Thrive Fantasy gaming each night. So it's a great app. It's a lot of fun to play and it's pretty easy to figure out. So definitely check them out. So uh, after a couple massive nights in basketball, uh, a little slower tonight, uh, but a big night on the ice. And of course, we have Thursday night football. So let's get into the games. In the NFL, uh, we've got Buffalo in New England. The Bills come in three and a half point favorites. Total here is 43 and a half. This number has dropped down a little. I think it opened around four and a half or five for the Bills. And the numbers opened at about 45. So if you got those numbers, got in early, you got decent prices right now. Um, laying over, I like the Bills, laying over a field goal, though, I'm not sure. New England's always a tough team to play, although they're having a down year this year. Always a tough team to play, interdivisional uh, rivalry, and you know Bill Belichick will scheme something up to uh, throw a wrench in the Bills game. And I'm just not sure uh, how tight the Bills' offense is these days. I still think they're one of the classes uh, of the conference, but I'm just not sure... Uh, with Josh Allen's kind of lingering injuries if I really want to back them. So the game's a stay away, which is frustrating because I love watching Thursday night football. love having some action in the game, but stay away from me uh, for now. Heading to the NBA after 13 games last night in a huge card, we just have one. Obviously, they don't want to go against NFL uh, Thursday night football. We've got – and it's a bit of a stinker, actually. Dallas is in Detroit. Dallas an eight-point favorite. 221 is the total. When I pull up the injury report, nothing really. Christian Wood is questionable for the Mavs. And on the Pistons side, a bunch of questionable players. Marvin Bagley is available. Uh, Bogdanovich is available. Jaden Ivey is questionable. Isaiah Stewart's available. Obviously, Kate Cunningham is out. And that's about it. But too many, too many question marks there. I think Dallas wins. Dallas wins easy. However, Dallas is not the same team on the road at home. A lot of teams like that in the NFL or in the NBA, but Dallas typifies that. At, at home, they're dominant. On the road, not so much. Now, Detroit can get blown out by anybody at any time, but they tend to play a little better at home. Uh, I've said this over the if you listen to my show over the last year, the Pistons are a really tough team for me to handicap because they can play somebody tight and they can lose by 30 points the next night. So uh, this is a classic example of that. I, you know, I, I think this game is probably closer than an eight-point spread, but Dallas can come in and beat them by 30. So I'm not really sure which way to go here. And 221 is kind of right where my model is on that number. Dallas is the slowest-paced team in the NBA and very strong defensively. But again, on the road, those those numbers don't quite um, line up the same. So away from home, I'm not really sure that they're going to slow everything down. Detroit's, but Detroit's got so many question marks. Uh, hard to see. What what angles for me to take here? So one thing I was looking at is maybe a Spencer Dinwiddie point prop. I think he was around 16, 15 and a half, 16. I just think Luca can take his foot off the gas in a road game. They're winning easy. He can start uh, instead of shooting, uh, handing out assists, and the benefit the player is going to be the, the greatest recipient of that is going to be Din. Well, one of the greatest is going to be Dinwiddie. 
And I can see him putting up, you know, 18, 19 points tonight and cashing that prop. But in general, the game's to stay away from me. Just too many question marks. Dallas on the road, Detroit with their lineup, and Detroit in general. So uh, no action in the NBA. Heading to the hard court of college basketball. 30 games, about a third of the size of last night's slate. But I've still found a number that I like. Uh, we start off at 6.30 in the east. Oklahoma State is in Connecticut. The UConn Huskies are the talk of the town, are one of those teams this year that I think people thought would be decent, but not this good. And people are now starting to say, you know, this is a top 10 team, um, maybe a final Elite Eight, Final Four kind of quality. I know it's a long way away. Let's see how they do in the gauntlet of the Big East. Uh, but I, I'm a fan too, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing this game. Connecticut, eight and a half point favorite against Oklahoma State. Total here is 135. Um, too many points for me. If this were six, I mean, when I knew this game was coming out, I thought six, six and a half. I'm on UConn. Um, Oklahoma State's a good team. And, you know, the Big 12, I think, is the best conference of basketball. Uh, the Big East is a little down. So, although UConn could potentially be the class of the Big East. Um, I like UConn to win. I just think they win by five or six. And if they come in and blow out Oklahoma State, that would be a hell of a, uh, a statement. Uh, but if they win in a decent you know, two-possession game. I think that's kind of what I would expect. So not on this game. 7 o'clock in the East. Cornell is at Delaware. The Blue Hens of Delaware. Four-and-a-half-point favorite. Total here is 155. I'm actually on Delaware at uh, laying the four-and-a-half points at home. Um, reason being, when I looked at the strength of schedule, so when, when these teams line up, there, neither of them have um, – sorry, just trying to pull up their little list here. Neither of them have great records. Uh, well, Cornell comes in five and one, three and one versus D1 schools. Their one loss is to Boston College right at the start of the year, and Boston College is not a good team. Delaware three and three, but only two and three against D1 schools. But the interesting thing, and here's what here's when you look at non-conference games this early and you try and compare teams, it can be pretty tough. But Cornell's strength of schedule, uh, as per Ken Palm at the Ken Palm ranking system, is 337th, so on a 93rd percentile. So they've had a very easy schedule. Delaware is 93rd, so on a 26th percentile. Uh, so Delaware's played a tougher schedule. I mean, it's only a handful of games, only five D1 games um, versus four for Cornell. But I think these teams match up fairly even. Delaware's at home. Delaware's had a little tougher schedule. And I just like the way the Blue Hens are playing. So at four and a half points at home, I'm on Delaware. Next game, which I think could be next to that first uh, UConn-Oklahoma State game. This could be a very intriguing game as well. Creighton is in Texas to play Chris Beard and the Longhorns. Total here, uh, sorry, Texas minus seven. Total here is 140. I'm actually on, I got the under 140 and a half earlier today. I would even go with under 140 here. Um, I like Texas. I'm debating that number. It was six and a half earlier. Now it's jumped to seven. Still a few too many points. I think this is a low-scoring game, and that doesn't lead to a Texas blowout. Texas doesn't tend to blow teams out, but what Texas does is play lockdown defense. Now, Creighton is obviously a good team. Creighton can score. We all know that. But uh, the way Chris Beard is turning this Texas program around, it's in uh, Texas. I see them being able to shut down Creighton. I see them winning, and I actually see them winning this easy. I don't think it's as good a game, as close a game as a lot of people think. That's why I was considering that when I was at six and a half spread at seven. Stay away from me right now. But I'm on the under 140. I think this is a low-scoring low game, and I see Texas winning. Next game, kind of an off-the-record game. Uh, off the um, not off the record, um, off the beaten path game for most people. Seven o'clock in the East in the Horizon League. Start of the Horizon League for both these teams. Detroit is at. 
IPFW, so Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Uh, IPFW comes in. You know what? I think they just call themselves Purdue Fort Wayne now. Whatever. They come in as four-point favorites. Total here is 144. Uh, at first, I thought this, you know, Detroit's been up and down. I've missed them a couple bets this year, uh, but I'm taking Purdue Fort Wayne uh, and laying the four points. And the reason being, um, Purdue Fort Wayne is not a good three-point shooting team, but listen to this. They only shoot, they only hit 30.3% of the shots, which is 275th in the country. Remember, there are 362 D1 schools, so 275th, not very good. And the funny thing about that is, 51.8, so just over half of their shots are three-point shots. So they're not hitting them very well, but they still keep chucking them up. And that represents almost 44% of their total points. So 51.8% of their shots, that's the fifth most as a percentage of total shots in, in, in the nation uh, on three points. So they take the fifth most as a percentage of their total shots, three points. It's also the 10th most um, highest percentage of points. So their total points scored 43.9% of them come from three points. That's the 10th most in the country. So they rely on three point shot. They're not very good at it, but they rely on it. So why, why lean to, why lean to them? Cause you can say, well, if they're off, they're going to be off and they're not going to be able to score. Yes. But Detroit on the other side of the ball, they allow 48.8%. So almost 41% of opponents, three point shots um, to go down. That's 349th worst in the country. So they're the bottom 4% of defending the three-point shot. So if, if IPFW is hitting it, they blow them out. Even if they're not hitting it, they're going to keep chalking the three-pointers up, and Detroit can't seem to defend it. So they're at home. They shoot a lot. Uh, they're going to keep shooting a lot, and Detroit can't seem to stop that. So I'm on Purdue-Fort Wayne laying just over one possession at four points um, in the Horizon League opener. Next game, we have next game that I'm looking at is also seven o'clock. Oakland is at Cleveland State. Just trying to pull this one up here. Sorry, another Horizon League battle here. And as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sorry, there we go. Pulling it up. In this game, we've got Cleveland State three and a half point favorite. Total here is 137. I'm actually on Cleveland State. Uh, I think they're a better team. Oakland uh, has been inconsistent this year. They, the one win, Oakland's one win was against Eastern Michigan. Other than that, they've lost, uh, sorry, two wins. One was against um, a school called Defiance. The first game there, it's not even ranked, so they're not even a, a D3 school. So I don't know what that means, but nonetheless, um, they only have one, one and six against actual D1 schools that they've played. Uh, and they've lost a lot of convincing games. So I like Cleveland State. 
And when I when I source my games, I tend to make my, my picks, my analysis, I look into numbers. And then sometimes I'll reference some rating services um, or, or, or rating systems. And if you've heard me before, I talk about Ken Palm is one of them. Uh, Bart Torvik is another one. Jeff Sagarin is another one. You can you can get uh, Ken Palm's a subscription. It's a very cheap subscription. It's like twenty bucks a year, and the other guys are free. Uh, you just go to Bart Torvik's site or Jeff Sagarin, who is through through USA Today. But nonetheless, when I look at a number, uh, sometimes I like to compare and see what those these guys think. And so I like Cleveland State. I thought that you know what they should probably be about a five six point uh, favorite. Just the way they're playing, Oakland's defense is terrible, terrible. Um, so I thought this was a little tight line. I'm on Cleveland State. I go and look. Uh, Ken Palm has it minus six. Torvik and Zagrin have Cleveland State minus ten. And I think a lot of that is, like I said, the Oakland defense. They are against the three-point shot. They are 360th, the 360th of 362 D1 schools in defending the three-point shot. And against from inside the arc, two point, they're 337th. So they don't defend either of those shots. So kind of tough to win games if you can't defend inside or outside the arc. Now, um, it's not like Cleveland State, a world beater shooting the ball, but from three and from two, they're pretty much mid-pack uh, in the country, kind of the 50th percentile right around there. So uh, they're a better shooting team. Advantage them. Oakland's terrible defensive team. Advantage Cleveland State. Uh, Cleveland State's at home. Advantage Cleveland State. The three metrics, the three systems that I look at, all favor, all are in line, or even more so than me on Cleveland State. So I'm on Cleveland State to win this Horizon League opener, land three and a half points. Next game, uh, also at seven o'clock, Robert Morris is at Wright State. And not a game I'd regularly be on. Um, Another Horizon League game. It seems to be my trend tonight. All the Horizon League openers, and I'm on them. Um, but when I look at Robert Morris, the thing that jumps out at me at first, um, sorry, I'm not on. I'm not on the game. Right, Wright State's twelve and a half point favorite. Total here's one forty three and a half. Uh, I like Wright State uh, to win. I just don't want to lay that many points. Uh, Robert Morris has been brutal shooting the ball from, from three point land. They're three hundred fifty third in the country. From two, they're two hundred ninety seventh. Their free throws are 349th in the country. Uh, not good at all. They can't defend the two-point shot either. Versus Wright State as 110th in three-point shooting, 27th in uh, two-point, and 253 from the charity stripes. Not very good there, but good inside the arc. Pretty decent outside the arc. And Robert Morris is terrible. Then, uh, so I'm actually on the under here of 143.5, and the reason is, I think Wright State wins. I think they win easy. Maybe put the foot off, take their foot off the gas. But Robert Morris is leading, or is missing their leading scorer, Enoch Cheeks. Uh, he's averaging 16.8 points, 2.4 rebounds, and 3.2 assists. So a game I don't think they got a chance in. I was kind of looking at the number being fairly right, around 143, low 140s. Take, uh, take Cheeks out of the game. All of a sudden, who's going to score? And, you know, someone's got to replace this almost 17 points per game, but I don't know that anybody gets a 17. So whoever's replacement is gets 12, 13, you know, they're coming in the high 130s. They're not even close to this number. So I'm on uh, the Robert Morris at Wright State game under 143. Uh, sc scrolling down, um, 830 in the east, we get Arizona at Utah. This should be a good game. I really like Arizona. They come in seven and a half point favorite. Total here is 154 and a half. Uh, seven and a half is a little too much for me. Utah is a tough place to play, and Utah always gives them oh, 
tends to give them a game. And the Pac-12, I'm just not really sure what to think of these guys yet. So I think Arizona's legit. They've looked really good. I was considering laying seven and a half. It's but come, when it comes down to it, it's a few too many for me. If this were six, six and a half, I'd probably be on it. Uh, maybe six, I'd be on it. Seven and a half, too much for me. Next game, also in the Pac-12, Arizona State uh, is in Colorado. And sorry, just pulling up this game. Arizona State. And Colorado's favored by four. And total 140 and a half. I was looking to to, to play Colorado. Um just they still make me a little nervous. I think they are um, certainly certainly contend. Certainly will be, I think, at, at or near the top of the Pac-12, and certainly contend for a, a NCAA tournament berth. But Arizona State's a pretty decent team as well, so stay away from me. If this were two and a half, three, I'd be on Colorado, but a four, uh, I'm not going to touch that. Uh, Seton Hall's in Kansas, who a lot of people think this this should be an interesting game. Nine o'clock in the East. Kansas 10-point favorite, 138.5 is the total. And who is Kansas? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Who are all the big guys this year? And I think that's – that. I mean, that's why I'm staying away from this game. Seton Hall uh, with Shaquina Holloway, their new coach, have looked good a few games, have looked like a team with a new coach and a lot of new players in a few other games. So not really sure uh, what, to, what to think from their side of the ball. But for Kansas, they come in 7-1. and one. They've looked good. Uh, you know, they squeak by Wisconsin – in overtime and and then they lost to Tennessee 64-50. Like if you're an elite level team, how do you only put up 50 points against it? Sure, Tennessee's good. Um, but you know, I, I just not I'm just not really sure uh what they are yet. Uh, so last word last week they basically beat NC State 80-74, so they beat them by six, beat Wisconsin overtime by one, and then lost to Tennessee by 14. So and early in the year, they beat Duke by five. But Duke's – what's Duke? Who's Duke? So I can't really say I've got a good feel for Kansas. As much as I think they're a top 10 uh, elite-looking team, not going to be one to back them early. Obviously, they're in um, Kansas where it's tough to play. They should win. They should win by 10. But, hey, you know, Seton Hall's not going to give up. They've got a coach who never gives up. He brought in some players from St. Francis that never give up. And I think I can see a backdoor cover here. I can see Kansas win by seven or eight uh, when they take their foot off the gas in the last minute or so. So stay away from me. Scrolling down to the West Coast games, Washington's at or or hmm, sorry, Washington at Oregon State, 10 p.m. in the East. And we've got Washington favored by five, 132 and a half. Uh, I actually like Oregon State here. I'm not on it. I would lean Oregon State just because they're at home. I think Washington's a better team, but don't really think they should be catching five on the road in Oregon State. The last two games I think would be interesting to watch uh, from a fan point of view, but also from a wagering. UCLA at 1030 in the East is in Stanford. The Bruins come in six and a half point favorites. I actually got this earlier in the day at six. So I got UCLA minus six. I'd still take them minus six and a half, although it's, I'd say seven is the cap. I wouldn't touch it at seven. Total there's 135. I just think uh, UCLA, kind of like uh, if you listen to my show yesterday, I, I talked about Toledo. and Everybody loved, I mean, I know mid-major versus uh, power conference school, different story. But start of the year, everybody loved Toledo. One of the best mid-majors out there. They stumbled out of the gate, had, a, had an alarming loss to a bad team. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, what's with, you know, what's with Toledo? Maybe they're not good. Uh, and then they came back yesterday and rolled for an easy cover. UCLA, kind of the same to me. A lot of people were, were hyping them at the start of the year. They've had a few questions. They had two losses in a row. So uh, they come in three easy wins to start the year. Then they go to Illinois. 
um, well, in the um, in the tournament, they they go play Illinois, lose 79-70 in a game that they were leading for a good chunk of. Then they play Baylor and lose 80-75. So no shame in losing either of those teams. You know, both those teams, although Baylor's had some interesting losses lately. Both those teams are top at least 15. Uh, I think everybody would, would agree both those teams are at least, Illinois and Baylor are at least top 15. So, you know, UCLA lost. You play those games again, maybe UCLA wins both those games. So I'm not really off the UCLA train. Then they went to Pepperdine, smacked them, went to Bellarmine, smacked them. So who is UCLA? I'm still leaning with the consensus to start the year that they're a top 15 kind of team in the country. Pac-12 hasn't had good showings, but we're in Pac-12 play now and they're playing Stanford. And I don't think I am uh, completely convinced that Stanford is all that good a team. Stanford, when I look at some stats here, Stanford is a, a terrible three-point shooting team. They only shoot 28.3, uh, which is 325th in the country. And UCLA is very good defending that. But they tend to shoot – I mean, they still – Stanford puts up just over 43% of the shots at three-point shots. That's 71st most in the country. So what that means is they're still taking three-point shots, um, but they're not hitting them. And UCLA defends fairly well. So I can see that effect in scoring. On the flip side, UCLA is tremendous from the three, 23rd in the country, the 47th in the country, and two-point field goals. Stanford's decent against both those, kind of top 40 percentile. Um, but UCLA can score the ball. UCLA is average from free throw shooting. Uh, Stanford's below average from th- free throw shooting. Uh, UCLA's got good defense, uh, slightly better than Stanford. So I know it's on the road. It's in Stanford. But I just think UCLA's, um, with Tiger Campbell leading the pack, leading the charge, I think they're a better team. And I think they cover. Uh, like I said, that's, I got it at six. It's at six and a half now. If it gets to seven, that's a stay away from me. Final game of the night. I am also on. I think this is going to be a good one, too. I can't wait to watch this. Washington State is in Oregon. Uh, we've got both Washington schools traveling to Oregon to play the Oregon teams. To, you know, the, this is the Thursday night, and they'll do the switcheroo, and they'll play each other, play the other teams on Saturday, like usual. 10.30 in the East, Oregon's four-point favorite. Total here is 135. And this is just, I'm I'm a believer in Oregon. I think they have uh, a good team this year. I think they're going to have a good run in the Pac-12. Um, try and just pull up what they've done so far. The Ducks come in at three and four, lost to Michigan State. UConn, Houston, and UC Irvine. So second game of the year, they lose to UC Irvine. UC Irvine's a pretty decent team. Uh, certainly within the top 100 of of, uh, uh, of college teams. However, they lose at home to Houston. So hats off for Oregon to, to scheduling Houston. Houston is the number one ranked team in the country right now and thumping everybody. And they lost by 10 points. That's a respectable game in early season. They played UConn uh, and got thumped, and then they lost to Michigan State by four in what was a very good game. And then they beat Villanova by seven. Okay, so think about that. They played Houston, UConn, Michigan State, and Villanova their last four games. Yeah, they're one and three. Yeah, Villanova's down, but those are some some that's some pretty good competition. And I think they're kind of come in there at home, um, a little more battle tested. Yeah, it's early in the year, hard to say early battle tested. Versus Washington, who comes in three and two. Beat Texas State the start the year. Then they lost at Boise State, lost by 10. Then they lost at Prairie View A&M. Yep, those powerhouse Prairie A&M boys. Um, beat them. They beat they beat Washington State by 11. Then they beat Eastern Michigan on a neutral site. And then at home, they beat Detroit Mercy by, what's that, 42 points. Uh, well, they're not in the same ballpark, ballpark um, as Oregon, that's for sure. So... 
Washington hasn't really played anybody. Oregon's played four elite teams, all elite top 20, top 25 teams already. Uh, so they're more battle tested. I think they're ready. I think they're a better team. Uh, I think they're very well coached and at home, given the home court advantage. So catching four, I think, is very reasonable. So I'm on Oregon minus four points. So what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven plays uh, across college ball tonight. Should be another fun night. Now we get to the NHL. Big slate of 11 games. They're not obviously too concerned about Thursday night football. So let's pull this up. And quickly go through these. At 7 to 5 in the East, we have Colorado and Buffalo. You can get the home Sabres at plus 160 in the money line. The road Avalanche at minus 180. Total here is 6.5. This is a stay away from me. Uh, I like Colorado, but not a 180. And um, Buffalo has some parts. Buffalo is a good team, I think, for the future. And they're building it the right way. Hopefully, they can keep all these guys. So could they pull out this win? Sure. But... Um, 160 is a decent price, but if you, I'd have to be plus 200 or more to think there's much value. Next game is Nashville in Jersey to play the Devils. The home Red Hot Devils are minus 210 on the money line. Nashville is plus 170. Total here is six. Juice to the over, minus 120. Uh, I'm going to get to a little round robin I'm playing later, and I'm putting the Devils' money line in it. So I, I like the Devils to win. I was thinking maybe putting a half unit on 210. I don't really want to waste a waste. I just don't want to... Um, don't want the risk of putting a full unit on that, uh, but I like the Devils at minus 210. Tampa Bay is in Philly to play the Flyers. Tampa is minus 225 in the money line. The home Flyers plus 185. Total here is six, juice to the under at minus 115. I uh, like Tampa. They're also going to go in my little round robin on a money line play, which I'll get to a little later. Uh, Vegas, 705 Nice is in Pittsburgh. This should be a good game. I like Pittsburgh, but this should be a good game. Vegas comes in minus 105 in the money line. The home favorite Penguins, minus 115. Total here, six and a half. Juice to the under at minus 120. Um, I think Crosby and Malcolm can keep it rolling. I think they win this. And if you look for some value puck lines, so uh, minus one and a half, so they have to win by two, is plus 210 for the Penguins. The Penguins can definitely score, and the Knights can give up goals. So, you know, if this is a close game, Pittsburgh's up by a goal, maybe two goals with three or four minutes left. Vegas pulls their goalie. All of a sudden, the spread goes to three. Or if it's a one-goal game, they pull their goalie. Um, might be some value there. 210, that's a pretty juicy number, plus 210 uh, on a puck line. So they get a win by two. Next game, Carolina is in St. Louis. Played the Blues at 805 in the East. We have Carolina as the road favorites at minus 140. The home Blues at plus 120. Total here is five and a half. Juice to the over at minus 115. No real play here. I like Carolina straight up, but St. Louis is always a tough out at home. So might be some value in the home blues at plus 120, but it has to be probably closer to 135, 140 for me to really think there's much value. 805 in the East, the Oilers travel to Minnesota. The, the Wild, I almost said the Vikings. The Wild are minus 155 in the money line. The road, Oilers plus 135. Total here, 6.5. Choose to the over at minus 120. Obviously, a few goals are expected to be scored. And... I think there's value here in the Oilers at plus 135. Do they win? Probably not. But at plus 135, uh, that's a decent price because you know the way Edmonton plays, right? They get going and they, they they can beat anybody at any time. Their offense is so dynamic. It's so powerful. They could put up five or six goals uh, against anybody, in which case the Wild will be chasing them all game long. Does it happen? Probably not. But a plus 135, not a bad price there. Anaheim is in Dallas, 835 in the East, and Dallas, 310 home, minus 310 home favorites. You can get the Ducks at plus 250 in the money. Total here is six, uh, juice to the over at minus 125. Anything I'd lean to the under, plus 105. Um, Dallas should win and probably win easy. 
Uh, I just don't know if Anaheim does their part. If Dallas scores three or four goals, does Anaheim get two um, to get it to six? Or does Dallas get five? Anaheim needs two. I'm not sure. I would lean Dallas to get the under. But I'm also putting them in my um, round robin. Florida is in Vancouver to play the Canucks. You can at uh, 10.05 in East. You can get Florida minus 125 in the money line as the favorites. The home Canucks plus 105. Total here is six and a half. Juiced a fair bit up at minus 130 to the over of six and a half. Um, I like Florida here. Vancouver's had a tough year up and down. They've woken up a little bit, uh, but not enough to back. But you're not really getting a whole lot of value on either side of this bet. Washington is in Seattle to play the Kraken, 10.05 in the East. Kraken minus 130 in the money line. The Caps one plus 110. Total here is six. Uh, juice to the under. I'd actually, I think there's some value here on Washington plus 110. Uh, yeah, they're on the road. Yeah, they're beat up. Um, but Seattle's still second year of their, their uh, of their expansion program, and they probably should win. But uh, catching a plus 110 money line with the Caps, uh, I think is some value there. So worth considering. And the final game of the night, Arizona is in L.A. to play the Kings. The woeful Coyotes are plus 210 on the money line. The home Kings minus 250. Total here is six. Juice to the over at minus 125. Obviously, I like the Kings. Don't really want to lay 250. Uh, so instead, I put that. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't put that in the. Um, I was considering putting that in my round robin, but I did not. The one game I skipped is the fourth game in the round robin. Montreal is in Calgary to play the Flames. 9.05 in the East. Uh, the Flames are 310 home favorites on the money line, minus 310. The Habs are plus 250 on the money line. Total here is six, juice to the over at minus 120. I did put that in my round robin. So my round robin plays, I'm taking four, just to have some fun here, four money line plays. Uh, Jersey at minus 190. Calgary at minus 305. Tampa Bay, sorry, let me do the proper order here. Jersey at minus 190 against Nashville. The next game is Tampa minus 225 against the Flyers. The next game after that is Calgary minus 305 at home against Montreal. And then finally, Dallas minus 305. Well, I see it minus 310, but I got it at minus 305. Close enough. Uh, at home against Anaheim. Put those in a round robin. Basically, the way a round robin works, instead of playing one big parley, parlay uh they're all matched up against each other so if any one of your legs doesn't hit you can still win uh a reduced amount uh so it's a little more you're a little more risk averse but you're still taking in this case i'm taking four big money line plays inevitably one of them won't hit uh so it's kind of buying myself some insurance that as long as i can get three of them correct there will be a matchup where three of them win and i come out with a positive play on the night so four game round robin on the ice is what i'm wrapping the night up with hopefully enjoyed the show unfortunately i'm not on the thursday night football game or the thursday night nba game just no value in of those but plenty of college basketball plays uh, fun little round robin play of four games on the ice and hopefully found some interest some plays some thoughts uh, by all means if you have any comments or thoughts hit me up again it's doug underscore read three four if you go to your podcast provider and rate and review, ideally a five-star review and Apple with some comments does me wonders to get this, uh, get more traction for the show. And before I go, uh, I do want to mention our, sorry, uh, I just do, do want to mention our buddies at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com, when you check out, uh, use the code hoopball20, that's hoopball20, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. 
Uh, they've been a longtime partner, so if you are, especially in the holidays coming, looking to buy something at Manscaped, use the code HoopBall20 and get a bit of a discount. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully there's some games out there you're interested in, and hopefully make some money, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.